Thank you for listening and welcome to the Life Radio Show, a proud member of the SJ Network and Breaking the Fourth Wall Entertainment. I'm your host, Don Smith. This week I got to talk to Las Vegas comic and actor Terry T.C. Morgan. Despite a possible second identity, he's my guest for the whole show. Don't let this Morris guy tell you otherwise. If you enjoy the show, like and follow The Life 1069 on Facebook and Don Smith Comedy on Twitter, or tune in live on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. on WWSU 106.9 FM, or you can stream the show live at WWSU1069.org. The brutal presence overwhelms me. The brutal presence. This podcast is part of the SJ Network. Go to s-j-network.com for more great podcasts and for contact information on publicist Steve Joyner. All right. Hey, welcome to the Life Radio Show. I'm your host, Don Smith. We are Zooming right along. We are back on Zoom today. Uh, My guest is already in, which is how it usually starts. I don't usually start the show uh, without somebody in. Otherwise, it'd be really weird just me talking to myself. (laughs) Uh, let's see. Uh, is it Terry? Terry Morgan? Terry, Terry was my dad. Everybody calls me TC, but TC. You know, okay. TC. It has to be Terry. All right. So, okay. Well, we'll, we'll go with TC. That's fine. That's, that sounds very, uh, Magnum PI ish. That's my guy right there. <laughs> the helicopter pilot. Absolutely. <laughs> so how's it going? Are you, do, are you doing well? I'm I'm good. I'm great. Thank you for asking. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 a fairly uh, you know happy, healthy. Uh, you know, like my grandpa used to say, you know, every day you wake up and you're kicking and cussing is a good day. So I I woke up and I did some kicks and I cussed a little bit before I came on here. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I do enough kicking and cussing in my sleep that I'm usually pretty good. You you wake up ready to go. I like right. That. I I get, I get it out of my system. All night long, just kicking and cussing. That's that's. I, I don't know what I'm dreaming about, but it, whatever it is, I told them off and kicked their ass. That's that's. I mean, there you go. You, you got you're you're in there screaming and yelling like you're John McEnroe, but you're kicking like you're Bruce Lee. I, you're having a good night. That's all. Exactly. I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's and that's what starts your day. <laughs> <laughs> that that and a shot of vodka. I'm good to go for the day. I don't know. I'm going to say, you're not starting out with the mandarin orange or the banana, I guess, then. All right. So. <laughs> do, do they make a mandarin orange uh, vodka? They have a, every other flavor. They probably yeah, have that, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure. I've, I've met more than a few girls and uh, had to buy them a drink that didn't uh, match up with anything uh, logically from nature. But somehow <laughs> the flavor went together. And, and you know, you you know, I'm one of those guys. And when they ask you to try it, I try it. I'm like, wow, that is amazing. I, I, yeah, there's a Mandarin something out there for you. Oh, I'm, I'm sure there is a good morning vodka. You got to have some breakfast vodka when you're starting out some days, some days go for breakfast vodka. <laughs> I'm, a rum, I'm a rum in the morning kind of guy, but I, I can appreciate okay. a nice clean vodka at, you know, 7 a.m. Yeah. Now, is it the spiced rum? Is that is that a good wake up? Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, with the last name Morgan and the nickname the Captain. You know, I'm I'm a spiced rum kind of guy. If you know what I'm saying. That makes perfect sense. I see. I didn't know you were nicknamed the Captain. Is that TC? It's the Captain. No, actually, TC <laughs> is my first. You know, my first name is Terry. My middle name is Clifford. And my dad's named that. My grandpa's Clifford, and my grandma she couldn't figure out what to say without getting three idiots to respond. So she, <laughs> being the smart one, she came up with TC, which I think back then it stood for Top Cat or something like that. But it's worked out pretty good. I'm not going to lie. It's uh, you know I, I'm sticking with it. Yeah. See, uh, my I'm my middle name's George, so I would be DG, and that just. You sound, it, there's no way to not make that sound like a 70s disco group, you know? Yeah, I'd, I'd steer away from that if I was you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I might just come up with a whole different, like, Dougie or something like that. I'd go that route or something. Yeah, no, I'll pat, I'm, I'm good with Don. I'll just, I'll just stick with that. I don't need to initialize my name. <laughs> But no, the, T- the TC is an awesome one. That's that's. You could come up with a funky, fresh nickname for you. You know what I mean? The Don, the Juan, the one that's got it going on, or something like that. I mean, we don't got to just leave you hanging. 
Yeah, but then I'd feel like I was like on eighties radio and not and not the new age stuff. And you know, I just I just I'd just be me. I like that. Because then you gotta live up to the nickname and that's always the problem. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, <laughs> well I'm gonna have you tell me a little bit about yourself. You're a comedian and actor. Uh t- tell us a little bit about T C. Wow. Um yeah, I feel like uh, maybe a right, little right to the right to the hard questions. I did just hard hitting journalism right here. One of the things about being a comedian is not having a job. So, you know, I, I don't no longer have any health insurance. So I can't go see the mental health therapist like I used to. And, uh, you know, last thing that he really honestly told me was, you know, TC, you need to start going to group. So that's I, I've been using comedy for that for quite a few years. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, it's 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 basically like group therapy. You just go up and talk about your problems and you don't listen or care about anybody else's. So I, I feel like this is nice. I, I need some couch time with you, Don. Thank you. Um, okay, that's yeah. fine. We'll 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 delve in. We'll delve in <laughs> and figure out what's the, what what makes TC tick. What's really going on? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, uh, I do stand up. I'm out of Vegas area. I live in a little retirement town just outside of Vegas, but I don't tell people that because I don't want to show up. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> Well, you don't have to tell them which one. Is there only yeah. one retirement no, village? In, no, 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 no. There's plenty of towns. If I say I live an hour outside of Vegas, most people are just completely lost, and I like that. I'm going to stick with that. So, uh, but like you know, like like a pirate, I go to Vegas and I, I pillage and I do what I need to do, and then I come home and uh, and I, I enjoy it. I was there last night and uh, you know out seeing some comedy, trying to you know rub some elbows with some folks and. Uh, you know, uh, lately I've been working on some films. Uh, I had a one that we just shot a feature film out in uh, California, uh, Maverick and Grundy. I'm uh, I'm I'm in that. I'm a co-star. Uh, I'm also the stunt fight coordinator. Uh, wrote some of it, uh, produced. Um, so that one's a uh, a lot of fun and one of those you you put more than just a uh, you know some time into. You put your heart into some of these things. Oh yeah, absolutely. And yeah, you're you get jack of all trades on that one. It sounds like. You know, it's one of those where I honestly, I went out and introduced myself to a, a guy that was a, a, a person that was a friend of mine named Guy Grundy, former uh, Mr. Australia two-time and then Mr. Universe contestant. Uh, he, uh, him and I, we, we've been, you know, I used to own a martial arts school. He had did some modeling for some shorts that, that we had been sponsored for. Uh, he was on the ultimate uh, uh, gladiator show with Spike where he played the actual gladiator. And so we had been friends through, you know, connections and Facebook, but Finally, the chance came up, and I just – honestly, I got in my car, Don, I drove out to Bakersfield, California, which don't let anyone lie to you. It's as bad as everyone tells you it is. <laughs> and, uh, and, I, and I formally introduced myself. I, I hung out that day on set, uh, helped out a little bit. I held a boom mic. I, I did everything that, you know, Grandma Dorothy taught me to be a good dude and, and you know, help out when you can. So that's what I did. And from there, uh, Guy and I just, we linked up. We had a lot of the same mentalities, uh, a former, you know, bodybuilder and a former, you know, martial arts fighting kind of guy. We, we just, we really did get along. And so I uh, went back out and just put my whole heart into it. And once he saw that I was funny, once he saw that I could write, once he saw that he, he was absolutely happy to, uh, to, to take advantage of some of that. And, and that's what we did. So from there, I actually created another series. We're doing like a shorter one that's on. You can catch it on uh, the Instagram, the YouTube. It's called Heroes and Villains. It's essentially hmm. uh, Cheers meets the Avengers and the Super Friends. So if you walked into the barn, you saw Clark Kent sitting there or Superman sitting there, you know, pounding shots, you'd wonder your, to yourself what was going on because, you know, in all honesty, the guy can't get drunk. So. Right. You know, and, and, and if you've seen Lois Lane come in and chew him out for the dog getting out of the yard or something like that, it would, it would be kind of funny, you know. So uh, we, t- we took some of those approaches and did some uh, some shorts. Um, they're, they're out there if you keep an eye out, heroes and villains on the Instagram. And, and they're funny. I mean, uh, you know, I play Peter Parker at 50-something years old. <laughs> you know, Pete gets no respect these days, you know what I mean? So right, right. There, there was a little frustration in his voice. And uh, when he pulled up the mask and he had the gray, you know, uh, goatee underneath and, and that kind of stuff. It, 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 it had comedy there, I thought. So, <laughs> yeah, that I, years ago I worked on a movie. Uh, I'm not going to give the full title. We just called it LXA for short. And even league of extraordinary alcoholics isn't the full title, but it was drunken superheroes. <laughs> we, we only had our superpowers when we were drunk. Such such a fun movie. Never got finished. It still exists somewhere, like in preliminaries, but the never got completed. 
Jamaica running around with two guys, and we felt the same exact way in the early 90s. So I, I like that, you know? <laughs> yeah, but now I, I take it these are all indie film and indie, indie shorts, right? You know, yeah, yeah. everything right now, um, you know, I've, I've done a few national commercials and things like that that we were able to sneak in here and there because uh, St. George is in Utah, and they had different uh, rules and standards. So I was able to go over and, and shoot a, a – actually, I'm the spokesman for uh, Cargo Glide. And uh, those folks over there, and they were super nice, and, and they, they couldn't do any of their um, their trade shows this year. So we did some virtual stuff for them and, and you know, that kind of thing. But, yeah, everything right now is kind of, of off the books, per se. And, right. yes, it's indie and uh, student films and things like that. You know, we're, we're following the SAG guidelines, and we're doing everything that's kind of uh, being set out for us. But, uh, yeah, as far as real all honesty um, – there isn't a lot of filming going on. I'm supposed to be yeah. on a game show, a national TV game show uh, out of Vegas. And they have pushed it back, I think, at least three or four times now. COVID's screwing everything up right now. Yeah, and it's one of those where, you know, the producers are, you know, it's a game show. So they're always, you know, hey, you know, your spot's not guaranteed, but they've hit me up six times to remind me that, like, you know, uh, that we're moving the date back. And I'm like, obviously, I think I'm, I'm you know, I'm funny enough and they've caught me being Captain America as an impersonator. They're going to take advantage of me and, uh, you know, me and Carlton may be doing some dancing on TV real soon, if you know what I'm saying. But, nice. uh, yeah. So, <laughs> I'm excited about that, but just waiting. Yeah. yeah well, even, even here in town. What's Sorry, that? Even, even here in town, like uh, I just went to a board meeting and, and they're, they're canceling the Halloween stuff. You know, there's, there's no haunted houses. There's no, I mean, that's no, no offense, but that's how a guy like me makes his living is through the, you know, October through December. I'm, I'm some kind of freaky Halloween butler or something, or, you know, I'm, I also do the hobo on the polar express back in uh, Sacramento, the, Paramount and the the State uh, Railroad Museum Foundation does a live action version, so uh, I uh, we're not doing that this year. <laughs> well, yeah, so so much live entertainment has just been been choked out this year, just literally, and and it's it it's upsetting. I I I can't wait till things start to get somewhat. I mean, there there has to be a time. There has to be a point where we can get back to normal and have the things that we need to have like that. I'm yeah, just, I'm 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 glad that there are indie films so people can at least get back on film sets. It you know, and it's fun because being indie, you get to do what you want. You know, there there yeah. there's you know a little bit of, of of leeway and and you know if if uh, you know we we shot one night we were shooting we were completely done with everything we were doing the heroes and villains and you know you you always use fake alcohol you know we were at a bar with real alcohol and there was three of them on set. I'm not saying what happened. I'm just saying maybe some of those shots were real. Okay. Oh yeah. So, I totally get that. And, and you know, that obviously, like I say, it makes it a lot of fun. You know, the, the outtakes are hilarious. It, it's very, it's very intimate. It's very personal. It's, I think it's what movie making was supposed to be and, and yeah. what it all, honestly, what most of us started out in is, is kind of the smaller stuff. So it's fun to go back. Yeah, well, the the great thing about it is, almost like you said, you went out, you were holding a boom, you were doing this, and, and that's that's indie film. You do what you need to do to make sure it gets done. And if if the boom guy doesn't show up, guess what? You might be a producer, but you're holding a boom now. Oh, that's, and that, <laughs> that's, list me on my IMDb credits as a you know actor, writer, comedian, producer, various crew positions. Yeah. <laughs> I yep. super respect all, all those years. The, the, every time somebody, you know, couldn't do something or fell off or, you know, I, I just, you know, like I say, Grandma Dorothy raised me, right? If there's a void, I'll step up. And so I, I've done a few oddball things and, you, they, you know, they, 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 they give you credit for them later and you look back and you just, that, that was fun. It was more yeah. fun than anything. Yeah, we, we have, there's one I'm working on currently, uh, Black Wolf. I'm a producer of that, and I'm also acting in it. And for two solid weeks, I was holding the damn boom mic. And <laughs> I have a, a friend, because of, co of course, COVID-19 and everything, I have a friend, Nurse Susie. She's co-hosted the, the show with me before. She's an RN. So I got her on set as the set nurse, just taking temperatures, making sure everybody's okay, keeping an eye on meds, doing what we need to do to keep people safe. Uh, she is now unit production manager. 
<laughs> because somebody dropped out, so she just keeps getting more and more duties. <laughs> you know what? I think that's what uh, Guy Grunny said to me. He said, TC, you just keep showing up, man. And uh, I said, you know, that was one of the things one of the martial arts instructors said to me. You know, TC, you keep showing up. Somebody's going to need a sniper rifle to get rid of you. And so, you know, I, I keep showing up. I'm that guy. So. Now you you had mentioned uh, well we when we had talked earlier you were on America's Got Talent correct? Now I didn't make the actual episode because of okay. something that happened. So, <laughs> so there I, sounds like there's a story here. There's always a story. So <laughs> they ask you they pre-tape your I mean they 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 you know you have to write out your jokes you have to give them the word for word and everything. And then, you know, you, you send them your stuff and you move forward. And then so I, I recorded a segment for him. And in the last, literally the last joke I told, I was supposed to say the words smoking weed. And I said, blowing bowls. And they didn't know how to interpret that. So essentially, I didn't get through and because they didn't know if I was talking about smoking methamphetamine or if I was talking about doing something with another person or <laughs> the standards and practices just they, they they had a little issue and apparently one of the other producers didn't quite pick up on it either. So um so it yeah. is is blowing bowls slang for smoking weed now? Because I yeah. never heard that one. Something I had heard from one of the kids that you know I you know heard all the comedians are half my age it seems like so I you right. know, I heard this kid just, you know, literally a week or two before I did the set say, yeah, man, we're going to go outside and blow, blow a couple bowls, man, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I was like, right on, bro. I'm good. Go for it. And so later I, I, you know, like I said, I was, you know, as a comedian, sometimes I tell jokes about being married when I'm not married or, or being, you know, having some experiences in college that maybe I didn't have until later in life. But, you know, you change things around and you make, you know, stories work for you. And, uh, yeah, I thought I'd use the kids blowing bowls line and, uh, it didn't, didn't take. <laughs> and that, that kept you off of America's got talent. That's yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, nobody's mad. Uh, apparently everybody, you know, likes me and, and thinks I'm a funny guy and wants to do some more stuff. But, uh, yeah, officially not uh, a contestant or anything like that because of the blowing bowls comment. So That's, which uh, just, just so you know how I name uh, episodes of this show is weird comments will get made throughout the show and something will stick in my head. And that's what I named the episode. And so far, uh, potential episode title is going to be blowing bowls on AGT. <laughs> I don't. That's my God, I Don. I knew I could. Come on. <laughs> we we might come up with something better, but that's <laughs> so far so good. I'm with you there. <laughs> I've had as many as like eight show episode title names per show, and have had to just choose the best one. It's sometimes yeah. it gets tricky. That is, uh, you know, it's like picking the the best all star at the all star game. I understand what you're saying. You know, it's, right. uh, <laughs> now there, there's another thing you mentioned earlier that I want to bring up again, uh, and that is living in the retirement community. Yes. Yeah. Are Are you good to talk about that? I know you don't said you don't tell everybody, but you just don't yeah. tell them where. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Officially, you're supposed to be 55 or over, or depending on certain places, 50 and over. I'm not that age. So, um, you know, it's one of those, I, I came into town and it's a really neat little town and I, I really liked it. Uh, I, I looked around, there was no, you know, there, there's no apartments, there was no uh, single dwelling houses for rent per se. So I went to the property management, like, you know, I being a normal adult thinking that, you know, I'd go get the list of available properties and they were condos. And so I, okay, I, I haven't lived in a condo in quite a few years, but you know, I, I can dig it. So I drove around, I looked at a couple, this, they're beautiful. I mean, the one that I live in has at least a $3 million view if I was in, you know, Orange County. So I, uh, I went back and I, I said, okay, what do I got to do? And she says, well, fill this stuff out. And I filled it out. She says, Ooh, uh, 
you don't have a job yet. I said, no, I'm a stand-up comedian. I, I just am getting, you know, off of my one gig from, you know, California. I said, but I, I have jobs throughout the year. I just don't have a real job yet, you know? Right. She said, oh, okay. So you'll, you're going to have a gig, though, coming up real soon. I said, I'll, I'll go do, you know, the, the community theater tomorrow if that makes you feel better. But, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be, you know, on set somewhere, you know? She says, great. You know what? We like that. We're going to go with you. I said, okay. So nice. she says, finish this up, give us our deposit. And you live up here on the, on top of the hill behind the casino. Literally it's a three minute walk to the casino for me and all the bingo players. And, um, but there's a bus that runs, so I don't have to walk, but, um, so I live up here and this, I mean, it is beautiful. I don't lock my door when I walk my dog. I, I, I mean, I am, I am the most popular guy in my neighborhood by all means, you know, because I'm one of the few guys that can actually go outside and walk around my neighborhood. So right. you don't need your hover around. No, no. I take my dog out, you know, I, my, my gal, she's uh, kind of a pain in the butt, but you know, she used to have a yard and all that. So now I got to walk her every day, you know, multiple times a day, but, uh, she's, she's not nice. Uh, I, I use the B word to be honest with you, but, um, so I take her out and uh, she's, she's getting popular too. So people are getting to know her and they get to know me. And uh, my cat, I have a cat that follows us. Uh, I don't think I'm supposed to have it, but uh, it, it follows us around. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we, uh, we, we have quite the little cohort here. So, so you, you just, you just got in on, on an, on a clerical error. You know, I think I got in for uh, one of those classic moments of called not being a jerk or an a-hole. <laughs> and uh, I showed up in December, like the day before Christmas, like, you know, I was, you know, riding in on a donkey or something. And they just, they, you know, they, they took the, the, these gals at the place just kind of took me in. I'm, I'm, oh. I'm very you know, glad to have been where I was when it happened. And, uh, you know, after I rented, I, I, I'd been here about three months and I saw the rent go up about four hundred dollars more a month so Ooh. i was really excited yeah. <laughs> apparently when the summer comes the rent goes up so oh uh, why yeah, why why that much of a jump how is that justified <laughs> nobody's they they leave during the winter ah. uh, they leave during the summer and they go they come back during the winter it's weird because it gets really hot out here i mean it's 114 117 119 degrees on a normal day and so they bail and they go back to minnesota or you know indianapolis or god forbid oh. philadelphia or somewhere nice you know and <laughs> they they go and and they do their 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 summer back there and come back here for their winter so they don't shovel any snow or any bs either yeah that might well i i when i was in my early 20s i lived in south florida for a little while so i i get the snow bunnies i just didn't think about them heading out to uh that area i guess that makes sense too yeah it's it's been yeah. you know it's, it's been a quite a interesting you know uh a change of culture i i'm definitely learning i i'm glad to have experienced i grew up in an urban area out in california northern california you know i'm i'm the white kid from my you know neighborhood so this was a this was a little bit of a, a shock but uh like in a really good way so yeah and and all your neighbors are, are they they can depend on you for stuff you, can, you have to help them out because you're the young guy yeah, well, I mean, you know, when when you see them rolling by on the stretcher and, you you know, uh, uh, the ambulance comes and picks them up about every two or three weeks, you know, it's easy to get to know people. So, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm that guy. I'm, I'm, I'm usually here and awake, which is uh, one of those things that most of them aren't. So, you know, every once in a while I get the, hey, we're leaving for six weeks. Uh, will you keep an eye on my car, neighbor? And I absolutely, no problem, uh, you know. So uh, well, yeah, that's, that's nice. That's a good neighborly thing. So when I first moved in, I lived back in a little cul-de-sac. When I first moved in here, I bought my house from my grandmother when she had to move in with my parents. I bought the house from her. So all of her neighbors had been the same neighbors for like 50 years. Oh, I was, the, <laughs> I was the kid. I was the only person under 80. You were little Donnie to them, you know what I mean? Exactly, because like, I knew them. I grew up with all of them. The sad thing is, I'm the only one left now. 
they're all yeah. You know that doesn't go well for your dating uh, network either. Just to be yeah. honest, with you. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm finding that out out here. You know, um, I uh, I'm at least 20 years old, uh, younger than anyone who's hit on me in the last six months. So. Um, <laughs> well, kind of hey man, there might be some cougars out there. You never know. Are some beautiful women who are in their 60s, 70s, and even 80s. I'll be frank with you. I, I have met a couple that I was like, "You got to be kidding me! You you're still old enough to be my grandma, but wow, love, you're gorgeous." So, you know, some of these ladies come out of L.A. They come out of Beverly Hills. They, I mean, they are they are. They, you know, we have a Sun City, a uh, uh, a pre-built, you know, uh, part of town here too. So there are some some folks with some money up here, and uh, you know, like I said, uh, there's. There's some good-looking women out there. I, I do well on the dance nights. Well, that's good. <laughs> well, yeah, and you, your hips are all original. And hey, I, I can I can groove. I mean, I I got '70s dance moves. I got '80s dance moves. You know, I mean, I and I can still four square if I need to. So yeah, I, I yeah I, I bring it. Nice. Well, it's, it's it's good to have the social life. You know, it's. <laughs> You know, it is. It's it's always fun to be recognized at the grocery store because there's only one grocery store. So it is kind of funny that you know you get the you get the winks and the the little uh, uh, what do you call them finger guns and stuff like that when you're you know bending over grabbing your bread. It's like you know it's it's nice to know you still got it. Yeah, that's that that that's a nice thing. Yeah, that's even if it's, even if it is coming from your grandma, it's still nice to know. <laughs> Yeah, Grandma said I was special, so you know. You know, she told me. She told me I was going to grow up and be handsome. Dang it, Mom, she did, and I believed her. So, <laughs> so uh, what? What do I want to ask you now? Uh, how did you get started in comedy? What What made you decide this is what I want to do? <laughs> I mean, it was a crazy night. I guess uh, I was. Uh, I was doing. Um, theater at the wineries. I had just started into to kind of getting back into doing that. I had gotten fired from a job that I didn't want to be at. And, um, just kind of saw an audition in the newspaper and went for it. Ended up in a play that uh, I ended up on stage for, I don't know, like almost two hours of the play and, and played like four or five different parts. It was so much fun. It was young, you know, enthusiastic actors that could sing, that could dance, that were that were doing, you know, interns at, at, at major studios and stuff who would come home to Northern California. And during just a certain part of the year, they, they weren't in school, they weren't working or whatever. They'd come back to this theater company and, and we did theater. Hmm. So one night the power went out, Don, and I, I'm standing there dressed up as a, let's say a magician that didn't quite have it all together and maybe didn't know which side of the fence he was on. And uh, he, he, he's, uh, you know, not quite all there. Let's leave it at that. So the director comes to me and says, TC, I got five lights on stage. I need about 10 or 15 minutes of you going up and doing something while we get the generator back up. And I looked at him and said, doing what? He says, do your Dr. Druid magician act that you got going on here. And I had never done anything like this in my life, Don. So wow. I walked out with, with spandex and a cape and my afro sticking out and my sweatband like I was, uh, you know, Richard Simmons. And, and, and I went out and I did this high-pitched voice and I told the crowd that I would, I would read their future, you know. Luckily, it was a winery crowd, if you get what I'm saying. So uh, a couple of gals jumped up and asked me a question. And the first one that jumped up, she, you know, I paid attention. And I, I asked her, what can I, you know, do for you? And she, she asked me a question. Well, I reached back and I shook my magic eight ball that I just happened to have hidden inside of a belt pouch that I had on me. And everybody kind of noticed that I was shaking the magic eight ball. And then I gave the answer that the magic eight ball gave and the crowd went nuts. Don. <laughs> they thought it was the funniest thing because the answer is, mm, you'll have to ask me again later. <laughs> so the magic eight ball really came through. Nice. Uh, I did it for, you know, like about 10 more minutes. The lights came on. The director waved me off stage. I ran off like an idiot, you know, after bowing. And that night he uh, thanked me in front of the rest of the, the, the cast and crew. And next weekend he took me to Sacramento and introduced me to a gentleman that owned a comedy club. Oh, wow. And he said, you need to do this. And I said, uh, okay. <laughs> and uh, like, a, like a, you know, a good kung fu movie he dropped me off at the doorsteps and he left and never came back and i uh i had a new master that i studied under and i started doing comedy and 
open mic nights and just I plowed into it. I loved it. It reminded me of, of you know, being back in third grade again through all school. I'm a goofy dude. I, I used to fight professionally and I coached a lot of professional fighters and I'm not the biggest guy in the room. So oftentimes I'd make jokes or, you know, kind of downplay the fact that we are a bunch of dudes beating the tar out of each other. And so I, I'm the funny guy. I got funny hair. I got a Jew fro. So I, you know, I kind of know where I stood in life and, uh, you know, being a short fat kid with, with big ears and, and not the greatest set of teeth and, you know, the hair that looked like I was stuck in the seventies, I, I had to be funny to be honest. So yeah. it, it just, uh, it, it was just a manifestation of all of it coming together. And, uh, you know, I guess a couple weeks into it, I got up and did a show and I was able to do, you know, more than a few minutes on stage and the reaction from the people. I, I, I love it. I can't lie. I just, I love it so much. That's awesome. Do you, do you still do uh, live theater? Yeah, I, I, I'm a I'm a uh, board member here in town. I, I uh, oh. we were meeting today with the the local casino to see what they were going to do for Halloween and stuff. I was going to star in a play that COVID shut down. Uh, I was going to play uh, Johnny Be Good, actually. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I I, uh, I actually have been taking time off comedy this year. I originally started in January. I decided I was going to take time off because I wanted to do some theater again because I haven't I haven't been on stage doing theater in like 10 years. And uh, COVID shuts every damn theater down. So, yeah, that's <laughs> I mean, we were we were weeks away from opening. We had to play. We had it all set. I had been rehearsing, you know, for for I think almost eight weeks. Um, I had my lines down. I had the other people's lines down. I really was feeling good. You know, I hadn't, I hadn't done live theater except for I do that Polar Express live every year. So I, I always get that out of my system. Um, but, you know, being in movies, being on stage, you know, I know there are two different things in television and all that. But, you know, live theater, there's no second takes. There's no, um, right. let me just come up. You know, I mean, on stage as a comedian, I can screw up and nobody has a clue. And, you know, but in live theater – you have to be on point. I mean, it is our boot camp. It really is as, as an actor and even as like, you know, doing improv and comedy, if you remember where, you know, theater, you know, started you from and what it does for you. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's great to go back and do it. I, I'm sorry you didn't get to, man. That's, that stinks. Yeah. Well, once, once things start happening again, I, I'm definitely, I'm definitely getting back up on stage. Cause that's to me, I mean, I act, I act in film. I've done some, uh, some local TV, some, uh, and you know, I've done comedy for several years. I just, to me, theater is my first love and that's kind of why I wanted to get back up and start doing that again. But, uh, I'll get there. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm with you. I, I remember being elementary school. Honestly, I, I loved, I loved theater. I did all the elementary school theater. I did uh, talent shows. I, I played in a rock band where we used to sing, uh, you know, Wipeout and stuff like that, which literally has one lyric, Wipeout. And so, you know, we had a great lead singer. That was me. Um, so it, it's, it's, I've, I've always enjoyed entertaining and, and being up there and, and found that to, to be an avenue. My, my grandpa uh, played with Johnny Cash. My grandma was a dancer on a riverboat. You know, um, there's people my, my, that have influenced me. My dad was a super funny guy that, you know, it's, it, I like that attention. I, I think that to me was way better. And I used to, when I taught the martial arts, that was something I taught people was, you know, if you want attention, figure out how you want it and where you can get it from. It, you know, if you want people to laugh at you and you want that positive, loving attention that you get from this stuff, do this stuff, you know, yeah. don't do the bad stuff that gets you attention just because it gets you attention. Right. Absolutely. Well, I think we're going to take a, a little break right here. I think, I think we're uh, just past the half hour mark. We've been, going, we've been, we've been tearing it up. So we're going to take a little break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to hit some of the important news of the day. Uh, but until then, don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back. Um, so <clears throat> so the most important thing you, uh, you got to remember is, you know, okay, so so, so some, some people were, you know, they were doing some stuff. And then, and then other people were like, hey, don't do, don't do that stuff. And then other people were like... Hey, yeah, they should do, you know, that stuff. It's good that they're doing that stuff. And then the other people are like, I don't think they should be doing that stuff. And and then uh, and then, 
and then thing and then the thing and then you know thing uh, the the one the the do so things are like <clears throat> um uh, so uh it, what what I'm trying to say is that um uh in conclusion. I have, I have no idea. You can be mean to me, mean as you want to be. Just say anything that you like. You can be nasty and catty and cruel and unusual. Twist my nose with your fingers. Trip me while I carry liquids. But as you pin me down, my arms down on the ground, and your spit drips into my face. Deep in the back of your mind, remember at some point you'll have to fall asleep. And when you fall asleep into your room, I'll creep. Did something move in the dark beneath your bed? And then a voice you hear, it's calling loud and clear A voice that is your own, a voice that's saying <laughs> This catalog I found sells roaches by the pound A package of indelible dye Why would a guy such as I ever buy indelible dye? Blue as the sky, don't ask me why. There's things that one can do with Bengay Nair and super glue. Don't the thought just give you a thrill? I think the meek shall inherit because they'll stay up late and change the will. And when you fall asleep into your room, I'll creep. Did something move in the dark beneath your bed? And then a voice you hear, it's calling loud and clear. A voice that is your own, a voice that's saying... <laughs> that's all I've got so far. Thank you. Hey, this is Don Smith. I want to take a minute to tell you about The Devil's Apple, a new book by my friend William Morris. It's the true and brutally honest story about Bill's own battle with addiction. It was written for those struggling to overcome addiction as well as those watching a loved one struggle. In Bill's own words, you work just as hard to be an addict as you do to be clean and sober. You can find The Devil's Apple on Amazon.com and for a limited time you can get it for free on the Kindle app. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Chris Fristali of Breaking the Fourth Wall. If you enjoy our show, you can find it on YouTube. Just look up Realm of the Mist Entertainment or just look up Realm of the Mist Entertainment on Anchor.fm, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, or wherever quality podcasts can be heard. And also, you can find us on all the social medias. Just look for Realm of the Mist Entertainment. And I will catch you on the other side. You've been staring over that edge for hours. And people die down there. And dying when you're not really sick is really sick, you know? Really. All right. Hey, welcome back to the Life Radio Show. I like the opening just as it sounds like you're cracking and open a beer. <laughs> yeah. That was perfect timing to restart. <laughs> My guest, T.C. Morris, is on the uh, on Zoom with us. You, you you doing okay? Yeah, yeah. Wait, no, what'd you just call me? T.C. what? Is it... Morgan. Morgan. Okay, good. I lost I, my mind. Okay, yeah. I, I lost my mind. There we are. TC Morgan. I thought you had other guests coming on. Have I, I, was feeling have I been doing this the whole time? I don't know. I did. I, oh, <laughs> am, I getting, am I getting third partied here? Is there another dude on that's getting it? Oh, man. You're just pretending yeah, to record me. I've been talking to him the whole time. Who the hell are you and why are you interrupting my show? <laughs> TC Morgan. We'll figure this out eventually. I'll, I'll get it right in the credits. I promise. <laughs> the right, as long as the check's clear. That's what that's what everybody says. Oh man! Hey, I remember to record the, record this one though, so that's a plus. There you go. There's a start. I've, 
I'm getting better. It's only been four, four to six years, and I'm I'm figuring out what I'm. I have no idea what I'm doing. You know, ironically, in every business, on everything I've ever done, the little red record button is the same. It's it's amazing. And I don't know how, whether we're on our phone or on a camera or whatever, we can screw that up. I just don't understand. Yeah, by just not hitting it. Exactly. I've done it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's the only way right there. That's the, that's the only way to actually screw that. Because it's not really a complicated thing, and it's like most of my job. <laughs> You know, and it's funny, as guys, we spent most of our lives, once we got these cell phones, hoping to record something, if you know what I mean. And then to get in these moments and then you screwed up, you, you really have to ask yourself, would you would you have recorded it in that moment? Would you have really gotten it down? No, you'd have probably messed it up then, too. So. Right, exactly. Yeah, that, that, that once-in-a-lifetime opportunity is gone now. Exactly, and it would have just been a shot of your elbow anyways. Right. <laughs> All right, are we ready to talk about some fascinating news stories? I love it. Okay, I don't have any fascinating ones, but we have these crappy ones. Let's get on to those. Uh, <laughs> a Malaysian student whose cell phone was stolen while he was sleeping is tracked, has been tracked down to the culprit, a monkey who took photo and video selfies while the, with the device before abandoning it. Uh, Zachrids Rodzi. What a name. Uh, 20 years old said Wednesday that is, uh, let me try that again. Zachrids Rodzi uh, said Wednesday that his phone was missing from his bedroom when he woke up Saturday. He found the phone's casing under his bed, but there was no sign of robbery in his house in southern Johor State. Uh, when his father saw a monkey the next day, he launched a search in the jungle behind his house using his brother's cell phone to call the device. He found it covered in mud under a palm tree, but a bigger surprise came when they checked the phone and found a series of monkey selfies and videos recorded in the phone. See, I can't record an interview. A monkey can figure it out. Okay, yeah, a couple things. First of all, you got that guy's name right, okay? I just want to make that clear. Uh, second of all, that wasn't mud that it was buried under, all right? I don't uh, believe it was. No, nah, I know monkeys. Um, <laughs> third of all, I don't want to see the pictures that the monkey took because I have a buddy that I left my cell phone and he took some pictures and I'm telling you, I had to erase everything off my phone just to not feel dirty. So, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, that's monkeys aren't going to take clean pictures anyway. And definitely, yeah. I mean, that's the, I, you know, I feel like maybe the monkey was trying to get some work because there's a lot of websites out there right now that you can, you know, put up some videos of yourself and, and earn some money from that. So I feel like maybe that poor monkey might've been like a, a stand-up comedian, like some I know. And, 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 and opened up, started at what is it? Only fans. That's exactly what I'm saying. If, if, if that's how you got to earn a living, I'm not going to shame a monkey, all right? Yeah, it's, it's Malaysia. I don't know what the job market is over there for monkeys. So, yeah, they might <laughs> have to do what they have to do just, just, to, just to get by. Monkey just trying to survive, man. Right. That's, yeah. I, I, I hold no judgment on this poor fella. But, uh, you know, he, does, he did apparently have to steal somebody's phone in order to uh, upload videos to his uh, OnlyFans page. I do know a couple of girls like that as well, that, that you got to watch your phone around them. They'll steal your phone and yeah, but that's cool. Whatever. They're fun. But no, <laughs> and if anybody wants to see videos of me, I'm just saying, send, you know, send me some info. I'll send you videos. I'll, we'll, we'll do like 99 cent store versions, you know, and I'm not even trying to get the full, I, I got Groupon if you need that. Perfect. Yeah. But yeah, D discount only fans. That's what, that's, <laughs> that's like what that. we need. I like I might actually not only be on that website, but I'd probably use it as well. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you, if you, I would think if you have an OnlyFans page, you'd get a discount for other people's pages, or well, at least you'd work out some kind of trade. What about the videos that don't work out? Like we were saying, what about the ones of just the elbow? That you know what I mean? You 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 get to hear all the stuff and and maybe you, know, you feel like you're in the room, but all you really get to see is the elbow. I mean. I'm not paying full price for that. Let me get a little right. discount. I am half Jewish, so I'm I'm always looking for a little, you know, little kickback. Yeah, that that makes sense. And and yeah, there should there should be a discounted just like you had the what the odd lot store with all the merchandise that wasn't quite good enough to send the, you need to have an odd lots only fans. We just call it Ross.com or something. You know what I mean? Like just just like when you go to Ross, we just need like a Ross fanpage.com and then it's all the bad videos that just 
you know, like slightly the stitching's just slightly off or something, you know. Right. It's it's like the stuff that ends up on the cutting room floor in a porno, you know. That's that's that. There's money there. I'm telling you. Yeah, where they where they were didn't forgot to take the lens cap off, you know, something like that. But you still get audio. Yeah. yeah. Some of us grew up with that blurry video out of the '80s when you you know you didn't couldn't afford the special channel. Oh yeah, so, yeah. I know what you're talking. I used to call it the Picasso channel because you'd turn it on, there'd be like you'd be able to recognize one boob in the top left corner, the other one was down in the bottom right, and yeah, I understand. <laughs> that that's the reason why they invented the flashback button on the remote so that you could go from the channel below it back to it as quick as possible so that you could get as many Picasso piece boobs as you could. I mean, that's literally, I believe that in button was invented by somebody like me and you. So. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you first turned it on, it'd be somewhat clear for a second and then it would go all blurry. Yeah. And then if you change to the channel but down. But they didn't blur the sound. Ex oh no, no. That was the great part about it. You know, that's, <laughs> some of us, you know, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I can hear it. I got a pretty good imagination. We're good to go. I mean, and, and people are like, how'd you become a writer? I'm like, well, I don't want to tell you why, but I'll just say that I have a good imagination. <laughs> Something you had to have growing up. But, you know, if you're, if you couldn't afford the Spice Channel, you had to have a good imagination. That's just. I'm, I'm a healthy young man. That's, you know, it's, it's what my, my grandma used to say about things like that. And, you know, that, that's just what you do. You know, you're supposed to do those things. And thank God for blurry channels and no, you know, no fuzzy audio. Right. <laughs> A uh, new sign welcoming travelers to to a Florida city is drawing attention and raising controversy for an unusual reason. It's in the wrong city. Uh, Clive Taylor, a Hollywood, Florida activist and uh, or a Hollywood activist and vice president of the Hollywood Historical Society, I'm assuming Hollywood, Florida, which Florida. is place that, yeah, that, uh, uh, sent an email to officials this week when he saw the new "Welcome to Donya Beach." Uh, sign on a road median that securely within Hollywood city limits. The new sign replaced an older, smaller sign bearing a similar message. Uh, the little sign was bad enough, Taylor told the South Florida Sun Sentinel. Uh, it should never have been there in the first place, but to have Dania put up a this mini billboard with lights on it is is it's wrong. <laughs> it says, welcome to Dania Beach, and you're not even in Dania Beach. This guy is just way too upset about this. And if you've ever wondered what it's like to live in a retirement community, you just explained it. <laughs> that, I mean, makes, I mean, that makes sense because Florida is mostly a retirement community. And, and to hear that they would put up the wrong sign is nothing big because that's Florida. I expect that out of them. I don't even blink an eye. They're, you know, that, that it's like a cousin. You know what I mean? You, you just got to kind of accept that's Florida. Right. But it for, was a sign the, they had left over. They weren't sure where it went, so they just stuck it there. But, it, I mean, this guy clearly has way too much time on his hands. And, and, you know, this is one of those head of the HOA kind of guys. So, you know, he – and there was already a sign. But he's not happy that they put up a new sign with the lights. I like how they mentioned the lights. <laughs> like, and it, it shows different. a picture of the sign. There, there aren't lights. It lights up, but there, there aren't, like – I mean, there's, they're, they're just, like, lights. They're ground effect lights coming up on it to light it at night made it sound like they were like disco stripper lights with like, the, with, with like the grand opening of the Taj Mahal ones out there as well. You know what right. I mean? 600 feet up in the air, you know, lights, you know, thing going. I mean, that's, that really was a, that, that dude's mad about a sign that was already there. That's the best part. Yeah. It was, it was just a smaller one that was there. And when they replaced it with a bigger one, they got they got old Clive Taylor all in a tizzy. You know, Clive's probably got a good six years of his life left, so he's really trying to go out with just as much anger as possible. I think. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's he's uh, he, he's he's doing his best for the for the town of Hollywood, Florida. That's that's for sure. He is a. Uh, He's something else. Well, he is vice. He's vice president of the Hollywood Historical Society. So that's, yeah. You don't. You don't want to get. You don't want to cross the old uh, Hollywood Historical Society. They will. Uh, I think I can translate that for you, Don. That's that's uh that 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 means he's a professional a hole. I think that's exactly yes, what exactly that means. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay. Oh, here, here's something fun. This might be, uh, this might be something that I want to buy this and travel across the country. Uh, a non-running vehicle. Well, I guess it's not non-running. I'll have to do some work first. A non-running vehicle listed for sale in Missouri is drawing attention for an unusual feature, a large refrigeration uh, uh, shaped like a six pack of Miller Lite beer. And that this is cool. Cause it's like, it's huge beer cans on the back of it. Uh, the 1982 Ford Econoline, line, which once served as a delivery truck for the beer company, features a refrigeration unit on its back shaped like a giant six-pack of Miller Lite cans. Uh, Al Jackson, who listed the truck for sale in St. Joseph, Missouri, did not offer much in the way of details about the vehicle in his Facebook marketplace listing. Uh, one-of-a-kind beer truck, the listing reads. Definitely guaranteed to be a fun project. Vehicle doesn't run. The truck has an asking price of twenty five hundred. So there you go. If you want an eighty two Ford Econoline uh, Miller Lite six pack, that's <laughs> first of all, this guy is the greatest marketer I've ever heard of. He is going to take a twenty five hundred dollar van that he probably got for free, yeah. and I mean he he's now on national recognition for. I mean this thing is moving. I I hope this is like an eBay auction because. This dude is going to kill it. Oh, yeah. Well, especially when you see it, it doesn't look like it's in bad shape. And the refrigeration unit on the back, the six-pack, looks like it's brand new. You know, I, I come from a long line of alcoholics, and, you know, God bless them all. My dad was a beer drinker, had a keg at the house. And oh. and, and, and if, if, if this would have popped up and my old man could have painted that thing to have, say Coors Light on it um, – <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I would probably be driving that thing around on the weekends with my dad drunk, hanging out the side of it, screaming at girls. So, uh, that would have been perfect. Yeah. Probably riding on top like teen wolf or something like that even, but, uh, that, that this thing really does sound like a good time. But again, I, I want to talk to this dude about maybe doing some, some marketing and advertising for me personally. Um, cause my career is not taken off as fast as his, you know, Beer truck advertising. Yeah, beer truck, yeah, because he's. Uh, I mean, it, and it was simple. It was just sweet and simple. This this guy should definitely get on with an advertising agency somewhere. Yeah, I mean that's. I, I'm over here, blah 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 blah, trying to sell myself. And this, I love this guy. Yeah, it just it's a beer truck. You, you'll have a good time. Doesn't run. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun project. It just sits there. <laughs> <laughs> We can hook up a couple of horses and drive that thing out. That's all I'm saying. So we, we'll do like a half Budweiser, half Miller Lite thing. Nice. Yeah. I this uh, here's a story I have to pick up on because I I, I actually covered this earlier. Uh, not the same one. This is an update from a story I covered a couple of weeks ago. Police in Connecticut shared a video of a beefalo, a hybrid of a bison and a domestic cow that escaped from a slaughterhouse more than a month ago, twice approaching a trap set by its pursuers. The Plymouth Police Department said the animal, dubbed Buddy the Beefalo by officers, oh, how cute, uh, was caught on camera repeatedly approaching a trap set by the department, but ultimately, ultimately deciding not to go inside. Uh, Buddy escaped from the trailer outside the Plymouth Meats Processing Facility August 3rd and has been on the loose ever since. Police warn members of the public to keep a safe distance from the aggressive hybrid animal. Uh, the department said efforts to capture Buddy are still underway, and the animal will eventually be taken to a new home at the Critter Farm Sanctuary in Gainesville, Florida. Because where do you take a weird animal that's a crossbreed? You take it to Florida where it belongs. <laughs> wow. A beefalo. I did not know there was such a thing until the first time I, I, I covered this earlier in the month when... It first escaped. There's a couple things that hit me here, Don. <laughs> first of all, this is one of those, like, do you believe in reincarnation? Because you're coming back as a beefalo, buddy, okay? And uh, me? <laughs> one of us, I'm just saying. Okay. Um, I, I, can, I mean, as long as I escape and I get to live in Gainesville, Florida on a – you know, on a, on an escaped animal farm. That's, you know, like, could you imagine sitting there as the beefalo knowing it's you Don and thinking, I got to make my move. I, if I hit this gate hard, I'm out of here. I'm running free. I'm not becoming a hamburger. Yeah, so we went I, for it. And then they set up a trap twice that it escaped. I worked in law enforcement. I hunted human beings. 
I never got outsmarted by a beefalo, okay? Um, maybe it's time to go back and recheck some people's credentials because graduating from eighth grade may not be what you need to be an officer out there. So that is, um, that is true. That is true. This is where we, you know, we need, we need better beefalo traps. That's if I ever run for president, that's going to be part of my platform. You know that the local like county vet or whatever was probably laughing their butt off at these things. <laughs> He's sitting there with a tranquilizer gun the whole time thinking, yeah, okay, no problem. I could take down old, you know, what's the beefalo's name again? Buddy. I don't even know. Buddy, 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 buddy the beefalo. He's thinking to himself, I could take Buddy out here, no problem. But I'd rather watch, you know, Barney Fife and the rest of the gang here, you know, try to catch this thing. And I mean, that must have been, that's pure comedy. You can't make stuff like that up. That's true. That's, you know, I, in fact, I think Don Knotts, there should have been a Don Knotts in the beefalo trap. That should have. I, I can see him riding on top of the beefalo right now. I mean, that's yeah. just, there's yeah, beauty him, there. Him or uh, uh, Ernest. That's not bad. Or there was Cal Worthington, the old car dealer out of California, used to ride on top of uh, what he used to say is dog spot. And he used to come out on everything. He rode a hippo. He rode an elephant. He rode all kinds of stuff around. So. Yeah, that's another fella I could see riding on top of Buddy. So yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but I, 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 I kind of like the idea of being reincarnated as a beefalo and escaping. Because I, I mean, I get nobody wants to die at a slaughterhouse in Connecticut. I mean, really, I mean, because it's that moment where you realize you're in the line. You yeah. know, this, this is it. This is it. That you're going to the slaughterhouse, literally. Well, what yeah. do you what do you do? Do you just go along or no, man? You kick, you buck, you run free, you bite, you you beefalo out, man. <laughs> beefalo your way the hell out of there. That's I, I got respect for Buddy. He's my kind of people. That's a rebel right there, oh, you know. So, and I I like the fact that he's going to an animal sanctuary. They're not they're not taking him back. Buddy has gained his freedom. It's, it's like the gladiator movie where if you fight and do enough, you eventually become the free gladiator. I love it. But yeah. the thing, when they catch Buddy, Buddy's still out running around doing beefalo stuff to other cows and stuff, you know? <laughs> doing beefalo he, he, He's out there doing something right now that probably, you know, shouldn't be doing, but, you know, he's, he's living it up, man. He's, he's living his best life. That's, you know, he's eating the wild mushrooms. He's, he's sneaking into farms. I mean, I, I just, I'm with him. I, I got to get me a shirt, buddy, the beefalo. Yep. I, I just, I hope that they're, when he, when he does, if they ever do catch him, because he might be free the rest of his days, but if they ever do catch him, I hope there's a, I hope there's an appreciative female beefalo. Run, buddy, sanctuary run. so that they could they, he needs he needs the he needs to be studded out because that's a smart beefalo right there that's what i'm saying like you got to appreciate that like they're they're you're definitely they definitely need to put him on like a milk farm or something like that and just let him run right. wild with all them big gals and just you know oh yeah he'd be like he'd be their protector i'm just saying i you know i i like uh you know i like i like ladies you know and it, it's, wow. it's one of them things you know if you if you can get in with a bunch of them and they like you you got to go for it it's your goal yeah the, the only problem is if it, keeping him from organizing a coup you know that if you, if you put him on the farm with all with other beefalo other cattle he's he's gonna do some talking and he's gonna say guys i know a way to get out of here you know, I, I think if you kept him busy with the ladies, he probably would forget all about it, you know? One would one would hope. One would hope. But still, I mean, every now and then you just you still have to – I've been married twice. <laughs> every now and then you just yearn for that freedom. <laughs> you wonder, can I jump that fence? <laughs> yep, I think I can make it. Yeah, <laughs> or or be damned. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll hit one more, and this one makes total sense. Australian air carrier Qantas announced that a seven-hour scenic flight to nowhere, which will take off and land at the same airport amid interstate travel restrictions during the coronavirus pandemic, sold out in ten minutes. 
The unusual flight is scheduled to depart from Sydney on October 10th and return to the, on the same day, uh, making absolutely no stops while promising passengers low-level scenic views over Bulura and the uh, Great Barrier Reef, among other spots. Uh, buyers quickly snatched up the 134 available seats, priced between $575 and $2,765, depending on the seating class. A Qantas spokeswoman told Reuters, uh, passengers are set to travel on a wide-body Boeing 787, normally used for long-distance international travel. And they're going nowhere. I used to envy the guy on the corner of my neighborhood because he sold weed, and I thought that was the best job ever. <laughs> I, I think I now have a new hero. Uh, whoever came up with this is clearly the smartest, scammingest person ever. Um, it's it's brilliant. Uh, I I mean I I love Australians, good people. I got a great mate, you know, uh, that's an Australian bloke. Um, but uh, this this just takes the cake here. I mean, didn't we like not too long ago lose some airplanes around the same area that they want to fly for seven out and <laughs> not even stop and check the plane out halfway through, you know, like you and I go on a seven hour drive, you know, a couple hours in, you pull over at the gas station to go pee. You walk around the car, you kind of look at it you make sure it's not pieces hanging off or a gremlin on the side of it or anything like that. Right. Right. You get, yeah. You got to check a little bit you, you, just for anything else to break up the monotony. Seven hours straight. I mean, that's that the airplane, the pilots got, I mean, seriously, that's a, this, okay. they have to have this as some kind of party plane. It can't just be your regular crappy food service. They have to have at least like champagne for everybody. Cause these people were paying a lot of money to fly around in circles for seven hours and land in the same damn spot. There has to be something extra. Lots of drugs and alcohol probably. Cause yeah. that's the Mandarin vodka is coming out. Right. And, <laughs> I just want to know when we're taking bets on on the first one that crashes because that's it doesn't sound like they're flying at high altitudes. It, it sounded like they were going to fly where you can get a pristine view, which to me is one of those scary words for we're going to go low. Yeah, and yeah. you know, hey, whatever happens, happens. You know, You're be scraping your belly in the outback. I don't think I want. <laughs> I don't think I want any part of it. <laughs> Yeah, something about the coral reef or something I heard there, which is not a place you want to wreck. And right. uh, so, yeah, I'm 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 probably gonna pass on this one myself. I'll, I'll spend seven hours watching Netflix. Well, yeah, there there are great whites in the, that Great Barrier Reef. You, you, that's not a good place to uh, fly low and potentially go swimming. No, 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 no. I I, I you know I was in the Navy and I, I did a little studying of the sea and of the oceans and uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's just not where I just want to be, uh, you know, just flying around drunk. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, like. Well, you have to hope that the pilots aren't drunk, but, you know. Oh, yeah. Hey, no. I mean. But they're, you know, prob they're probably going to be. Yeah, they're they're on pills. It's seven hours. Come on, yeah, man. Yeah, that's they, true. you got to do something at that point. Everybody's bored. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> well that, that's it for our fascinating news. Uh, be sure to book your flight to nowhere. Because it makes perfect sense to me. I'm going to give you a couple minutes right now, TC Morgan. I'm going to give you a couple minutes right now to, uh, if you have any social media you want to put out there, any shows coming up, anything at all you want to promote, I'm going to give you a few minutes right now to shout all that stuff out. Are you ready? Yeah, thank you. Right. First and foremost, I, I, I appreciate you getting the name right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm uh, you know, you can find me on the, the, the Facebook under the Captain TC Morgan, uh, Terry TC Morgan, those kinds of things. Uh, I'm on the Instagram as, uh, you know, the gram, as the kids say, uh, and that's at the Captain TC. Um, also Twitter, I believe, same thing, at the Captain TC. I don't know. I don't pay a lot of attention to that stuff. I just try to put up my, you know, fun times. Um, running around Vegas right now, uh, looking for different shows, different mics, trying to set up a few. Uh, seems like I can catch a Wednesday night mic down there at uh, Chunkless Cantina or something like that. But right now uh, – just trying to set up a mic, uh, maybe out in Mesquite, Nevada. We'll start doing something out there with some outdoor shows. But, uh, you know, you can always get a hold of me if you need to. Um, I got a, a Gmail. It's TC Super Parties. That's YS at gmail.com. 
Um, I'm not scared. I'll put my phone number out there. If uh, anybody wants to call me, I, I, I'm not really worried about any of that stuff. I get a lot of scam calls already. It's cool. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, no, this whole, I, th this whole thing's just been so I can ask you about your car's extended warranty. Exactly. That's what I was hoping for because I really, I just blew my clutch out the other day and I really need an extended warranty. So it wasn't covered. Oh. But um, I love it. No, it's, uh, you know, just trying to do my thing. Uh, if, you, if you check me out, I, you know, there's uh, Terry C. Morgan on the IMDb. Uh, go on there and uh, list a bunch of the movies that I've done and, and ones that we're working on so you can watch me. Uh, just, just finished a major movie. It was called Ball Busters with Jerry O'Connell. Uh, Linnell, Flex, uh, Mike Winfield, a bunch of us goofy people are in it. I uh, play the uh, polar bear mascot. Uh, that's out. I think you can catch that on Netflix and Amazon Prime and all that. Uh, got another one coming out here in the next few weeks, I think, called First Date. Uh, I'm in that. Uh, kind of a, a crazy gangster uh, guy who ends up surviving when everyone else dies, which was kind of cool. So. Nice. But, uh, yeah, no, just uh, – if, if you're interested, if anybody's doing any comedy out there and you need a, a funny, goofy, half Jewish, half Irish white dude to come through, um, you know, I'm, I'm game. So hit me up. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot for being on the show. It's been great talking to you and, and getting to know you a little bit. Uh, good luck. I hope, I hope everything comes back around and we get out of this COVID crap and people can start living their lives again. And, uh, getting back into their into their careers and livelihoods that everything seems to have been put on hold. Yeah, me too. Uh, if you're ever out, come out towards Vegas, uh, get a hold of me. Uh, I, I, you know, go out and uh, grab something to eat, go out and have a good time, check out somebody else's show, actually laugh at somebody. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to. I ha I've never been, but I'll have to definitely get out there. <laughs> All yeah. right. Well, thanks a lot for coming on the show and thanks for listening to the life radio show. Uh, as I, Keep telling you guys, if you're going to keep listening, I'm just going to keep making them. All right. Have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Life Radio Show podcast. Check it out wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, if you want to listen live, we are on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. on WWSU 106.9 FM. You can also stream the show live at WWSU1069.org, and we go Facebook Live at the Life Radio Show's Facebook page. If you have suggestions or comments, feel free to email thelife1069 at gmail.com. Overwhelms me. A brutal presence. Something about say as many F words as I can. Hey, what's up? This is Christopher Stolle of Realm of the Mist Entertainment. The podcast you are listening to is part of the SJ Network. Go to s-j-network.com. That's s j-network.com for more great podcasts and information on those shows as well as information and an able ability to contact publicist Steve Joyner for more information. Just go to the website and check out the family. Ladies and gentlemen, until then, enjoy the show.